welcome again to Common Room's Perfect 10 series, a series of 10-minute conversations with Braille and community experts live on Twitter Spaces. I'm Rebecca, the head of community at Common Room, um, which is a community intelligence platform that helps you build better products, deepen relationships, and grow faster. And you can find out more about us at commonroom.io. But enough about me. As I've said before, we'll get back to me because my voice keeps coming. And instead, I'm going to let Jared Jones, who is focused on the ecosystem at Move Financial, um, use his voice to say hello. Hey, everyone. Uh, Jared Jones, Director of Ecosystem Partnerships at Move.io. Happy to be here. Hey, happy to have you. And let's talk about um, your open source community at Move. Um, and considering your experience across perhaps the most ubiquitous dev community at all at GitHub and now you're at Move, um, you said that one of the most convincing things about joining Move was its open source community. And so why was community health such an important factor for you in choosing to join Move? And how did you measure and evaluate that community health before you joined? Yeah, uh, great question. So after moving on from a company like GitHub and, and also, you know, after that launched Darkly, if you're going to move on from awesome companies like that, you want to make sure you're taking a bet on uh, like a world-class company and someone that really has legs and, and is a winner. When I joined GitHub in 2016, I, I knew I was joining a company that was transformational. I just wasn't quite sure exactly why. I couldn't quite pinpoint that. They had GitHub had tons of tailwind, um, incredible investors like Peter Levine from A16, um, this whole movement around Git and GitHub building a whole platform on top of that. But after being there for a few months, I realized kind of two unfair advantages that GitHub had was first, um, that it was the de facto standard for all open source code. So anyone who needed to start a project, anyone who wanted to fork a project, you were starting at GitHub. Sure, there was people that came before, like SourceForge and, and so on. But, you know, if you wanted to work in open source or even closed source, you're probably going to start with GitHub in an open source repo. And the second unfair advantage that GitHub had and still has uh, was the developers. And I think when I was there, they were claiming something like 28 million public repos and uh, 70 million uh, community developers. Um, it's incredible numbers. It's hard to even wrap your mind around. But most SaaS companies, I think, would think about the developers as, uh, you know, as users on the platform. But with GitHub, because everything, or most of these these individuals were on free accounts and working in public, these are actually really community members. And so the network effect, the acceleration of open source code, um, the creativity that was shared across projects, individuals, and organizations, was really incredible and incredibly powerful to, to so moving over to, to, to move and, and when wade arnold reached out to me in, in 2021 and said come join my company i had no intentions of, of leaving the awesome spot that i was in but seeing the incredible open source projects that he and his founding developer had created the awesome traction that they're getting in market and then also this thriving community of of uh of product managers, developers, engineers, parallels were too much for me to ignore. Like I saw that and I was like, hey, this feels a lot like what we did at GitHub and it feels like an unfair advantage and I'd love to run it back. And so those were the two big things, open source and community that I saw as parallels in Move that came from GitHub where I realized um, this is something I have to be a part of. Yeah, that totally uh, makes sense to me. And I'm wondering if you'd tell me a little bit about in terms of you being you know, the director of ecosystems, how, what does that mean in terms of community? Like how is the community involved in the work that you're looking at doing today? Yeah, you know, ecosystem is still a relatively new term, I think in the market to me and people that probably have a title like mine, it probably feels much more clear. But for at Move, what ecosystem is, you know, what I tell, tell people, it's everyone on the other side of Move that isn't a customer. And so, you know, realistically, how I bucket those, those three, kind of three groups is one, community, and that includes our open source initiatives. 
So all of our community members in Slack, all of our community members in GitHub that are contributing there, all of our community members that come to our in-person and virtual events, that's all part of our, our massive community. Um, the second is um, our integrations and our ISB kind of partners, who's building to extend moves, capabilities, and, and uh, you know, in, in market. It could be fraud detection systems, transaction monitoring systems. Uh, we have some encryption tools that we've uh, we partnered with to extend our, our capabilities. And those folks are a part of the community as well because um, they build with us. And then the third is really our, our cloud alliances. And I think everyone knows kind of what those partners look like. All of those folks are contributing back into Move, not just from like the business side of bringing deals and, and marketing and awareness, but also many, if not most of them are contributing technology and contributions to our projects and to our, our foundational open source projects. And so Move ecosystem is those three pillars, open source, integrations, and partners. And all three of them uh, holistically make up kind of this superpower that is community in my mind. Yeah, and I love how you had made a distinction, you're, or not a distinction, you're like, our users are our community members, and we need to serve them assets, right? It's not like we have this bucket of user over here and this community member over here, but instead a user and a community member are going to be one the same who have like the same goals, which is to be able to use, move well, and then contribute back to the success of the product that serves them. That, that's right. And, you know, one of the things that's interesting about Move is we don't actually have a self-serve product. We don't have a freemium version of our product. Um, companies like GitHub and, and a lot of open source companies, you know, there's a freemium version so of, of what they, they're they lifting up the hood and trying. For us, there's a really clear distinction between Move's commercial offering, which is awesome and it works for startups and, and uh, mid-market enterprise companies alike, but this whole kind of church and state model that we have where we have we don't kind of intermingle or intermix the community and the Slack group and our GitHub. We have entirely separate Slacks, entirely separate GitHubs, entirely separate community organizations that never ever touch Move's commercial offering. And, and we do that because we want to kind of maintain some purity and some sanctity around what we're building and all the goodness that that we know can be generated there. And so, sure, some of our customers end up showing up in the community, and they're awesome community members. But for us. We don't think about those things as being um, like, you know, oh, let's use the community to drive leads or engagement and funnel that in. Or how do we take our customers that we've we've acquired and pump them back into the community to inflate our numbers or drive some adoption? We really do think about it separately because we, we care so much about the community and the open source because it's our roots. It's how the company started. So um, there is a distinction there, but the distinction for us is, is, is pretty pure and very distinct. Oh, I'd love to dive a little bit more into that, um, especially with customers who, let's say customers who are using your product but aren't necessarily in the community right now. But if they're users of your product and, and know it quite well, um, and you said some are, you know, then find the community and are, and are excellent community members in terms of like contributors and giving back. Are, are there any ideas uh, or have you had internal conversations or conversations with those customers to say like, hey, we should build more bridges between these two things because there is such a wealth of knowledge from people who have been using that commercial version? Uh, absolutely. So it's funny, like, you know, my, uh, the community is so active and um, so engaged. Every time, you know, there's a question that pops up, uh, I, sometimes I feel so strained to get the answers. I, I feel kind of pressured and, and, and anxious about uh, our response times. But we have community members that are jumping in to, to help out and, and uh, answer questions that oftentimes, you know, someone like me or an expert from Move should be answering, and our community members are able to do that. But that engagement is so rich that, you know, our customer success team, they're like, hey, how do I get my customers to be a part of the community to actually engage and have their questions answered about Move or about the open source protocol so that they can learn more about 
ACH or about WIRE, ISO 2022, because our customer success team knows that our uh, community members are actually uh, incredibly knowledgeable and have in incredible um, access to, to information that they can share with our customers. So we're actively kicking those tires on how we can build those bridges, how we can create um, distinct but streamlined channels for you know customers to get into the goodness as well without making the community a place where it's you know a, a, a complain fast about maybe a bug that they found in the commercial product or where people are asking, well, why are they talking about Move's commercial API? Why aren't they talking about the, of the Move open source API? So there's an initiative there. We're going to do it. I just want to do it in a really intentional way so that you don't end up uh, having a, the open source community you know, feel uh, overshadowed by a lot of the commercial success that Move's having right now. Yeah, totally. Um, what a what a fine thread fine thread to thread. I don't think that's the phrase, but we're going to roll with it. Um, Jared, I'm curious if you could tell us a little bit about how you hope to grow the community in 2022. Is there anything particularly on your mind for this first, you know, three to six months of 2022? Yes. Um, our community member group is, like our numbers are through the roof um, and they continue to grow very strongly. So I don't have any need or desire to grow the numbers of my community members. What I'm looking to do is grow engagement and specifically I want to grow technical engagement. So the thing that matters most to me if I had to choose one KPI or one metric, it would be pull requests. Um, I want yeah. to create more pull requests in our open source repos, and I want to create more closed pull, merge pull requests uh, in our open source repos. If I can drive any significant um, engagement or traction there, I, I, I'll feel like I did a great job. Um, so that's the one thing I really want to focus in on, uh, both you know, in early Q, you know, Q1 and really just forever when it comes to our, our technical community. Yeah, I think there's, um, especially with those uh, who are in the DevRel space, right, uh, seeing more pull requests um, is a pretty healthy indicator. So I will say that maybe we'll have another Twitter spaces where we'll have like purely people that have run different, um, I don't want to say campaigns, but, you know, like different ways of like, hey, here's how to get involved. Here are, you know, new new tactics to make sure that people understand where GitHub is, how they can interact with it, what types of cool pull requests other people are making. And uh, we can have a whole thing focused on that and then maybe get you all together because I think you are not alone in wanting to say, like, how do we make sure that we encourage um, more pull requests and more community engagement through those? All right, we had no idea how to do this until we, we, we jumped on with Common Room. And that insight is, uh, has been just profoundly helpful the last couple of months. So, um, love, love Common Room. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm so glad to hear that. And I'm also, like, so glad that we're able to do things like, hey, you don't need to filter and sift through for, you know, product issues or product feedback or bugs that we just get to service all that for you directly through common room including like great content that was made from your community itself so happy to do that and uh thanks for being a customer jared thank you so much for joining us for our move and then sharing about your experience about even why when deciding to join a different organization community matters like it's it's a differentiator not just for community members and people who are using the products but i think now even in terms of hiring right like how strong is that product's community how enduring will that product be because of the strength of their community. So I really appreciate you sharing your um, your expertise and your your desire to, to join Move because of its community from other thriving places like GitHub and Launch Darkly. Thank you, Rebecca, I appreciate it. <laughs>